wow. After four long months, we are finally back. I'm sitting here somewhat in shock, honestly, and I'm a little bit nervous. I've been away for so long, and I feel like I'm coming back home to some lifelong friends. I hope you all have been well, that your Christmas and New Year's were phenomenal, and that you have been in good health and high spirits. Welcome back, everyone. I'm honored that you're tuning in once more and stepping back into the dreamscapes with me. To everyone around the world who has listened to this podcast faithfully, and to the newcomers, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't be here without you. Now, we're going to be doing our readings in a bit of a new way. Instead of reading full chapters each week, I'm going to break them up into two parts, which I've done before. This will help me smooth things out along the way, but also make the books last twice as long, which hopefully you all will enjoy. Now, I could sit here and blab about how excited I am and how much I miss making the podcast, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for adventure, for danger, for tales of uncharted dreamscapes. We're here for Miko. So, without further ado, I now humbly present to you Book 5 of the Dreamkeeper Saga, Miko in the Grey Citadel. Previously on Miko and the Trials of Night. The Knights and the Sundown Man have both revealed devious and dark plans for one another. Malcolm has gone off somewhere and is making Miko and Kat wildly uneasy. There's something truly wrong with him. Mother Tree and Miko are growing closer to one another, and the same can be said for he and Izzy. He admires her, looks up to her, and finds himself thinking of her with every moment he can spare. Life for Miko has already been a wild ride, to say the least, but the dangers, friendships, and mysteries that lie in wait for him will shape the course of his future and who he is to become as a dreamkeeper. Chapter 1, Part 1 Summer had officially kicked off and Miko had escaped the deadly clutches of Mr. Sinister for the last time. Laying out on the grass in his backyard, he inhaled the sweet smell of freedom and let out all of his academic stress. Loud pop music was in the air, the barking of dogs and kids laughing, and a pleasant beatdown of the sun's rays marked the beginning of good times. School hadn't ended on a bad note, 
actually, it was quite the opposite. Miko somehow managed to pass all of Mr. Sinister's courses, thanks to Talora. More importantly, he had banished four more manifestations from a few classmates' dreamscapes. As a result, some rumors had begun to swirl around school, claiming that Miko had magical powers. But it was just far-fetched enough that most didn't believe it. Naturally, he and Izzy were still keeping up their meditations and Miko consistently visited Mother Tree. He had grown fond of sitting in silence now. Well, at least in the dreamscapes. He and Mother Tree had some mind-bending conversations, and other times he just sat with her, without even speaking a word. Regardless of what Miko was doing in the dreamscapes, he could feel himself getting stronger. He was better at flying, controlling his sword in his hands, and even Axel was making strides in his own growth. Things were good. Besides Malcolm. They weren't bad, but... Something was off. Ever since Malcolm took that strange call and bolted for the weekend, everything about him seemed to change. He was hyper-focused on things, intense and oblivious all at once. Cat, too, seemed on edge. Her job was hard enough, helping people with their own issues, but coming home seemed to sometimes make things worse. They weren't fighting. They rarely did but there was a tension in the air that anyone could feel if they got close enough. Miko did what he could around the house to try and ease some of the awkwardness, but he was still dealing with a set of his own oddities. The sound of approaching footsteps called his attention to the back porch. Malcolm gracefully walked over to Miko and laid down next to him without a word. A little surprised by the move, Miko scooted away from him just a bit. Malcolm crossed his legs and propped his head up with his hands. His eyes darted around the sky and he counted the clouds in his head. Miko hadn't been that close to Malcolm in quite some time. He was bigger than he remembered. The muscles in his arms seemed like they were made of stone. He looked like he grew a few inches and he even began to grow his beard out a bit. Even with things being odd in the house, Miko still looked up to his dad. He quickly tried to copy his posture and flex his arms as hard as he could. Taking a quick look at him, Malcolm smiled to himself and he intentionally flexed this time. Miko's eyes bulged as he watched the fabric of Malcolm's sleeves nearly burst under the pressure. That's not fair, Miko complained, breaking the silence. What? Malcolm replied. You got all of those muscles and I'm all skinny like a twig. Malcolm let out a roar of a laugh and patted Miko on the head. You're not skinny, Miko. You're just a kid. Give it some time. I'm sure you'll fill out soon enough. Miko took what he said with a grain of salt, but he was Malcolm's son. Mulling over something to say, Malcolm paused and awkwardly cleared his throat. I know things have been weird, Miko. He spoke just before Miko was going to say something stupid. Yeah, Miko sighed, thankful that his dad was taking control of the conversation.
your mom and I have been having a rough time with work, especially her. She's taking on a lot of responsibility now, and it's been taking a toll on her mental health. Mine as well. I know, Dad. Miko said again, somewhat unsatisfied with his response. Malcolm could see Miko's expression, and he continued on. And I'm sorry, Miko, for not being there recently. For Malcolm paused, his eyes glazed over slowly and his nose wrinkled. For not helping you. You're growing up, going through quite a bit, and recently I haven't been doing a good job at being your dad. I'm not mad, Miko spoke softly. Malcolm looked at him. He wasn't expecting his response. I think... I think you're a good dad, Miko said quietly. It wasn't some profound message Miko said, but the gentle reminder that he was doing his best nearly brought Malcolm to tears. Conversation didn't last too much longer between the two, but laying in the grass side by side turned out to be the best thing for them. Malcolm left Miko to ponder soon after and returned to the house to help Cat out with something. Rolling over in the grass, Miko stumbled across a small bug making its way along the blades. Its odd little body and long antennae gave it a goofy look, but the way it moved broadcast its level of determination. Miko blew on it gently to see if it'd fall over, but it remained the course. Minutes passed and he found himself crawling alongside the bug, continually blowing on it a little harder each time and watching how it reacted. Not once did the bug stop. It stumbled here and there, but it never stopped. Miko admired the little bug's determination and smiled as it reached its destination and scurried off into the base of one of the trees. Feeling oddly accomplished, Miko gave the bug his unneeded approval and went to go back inside. Cat meandered around the house, poring over some notes in a folder and muttering something under her breath. Miko slipped by without her even noticing and snuck upstairs to his room. Malcolm was in his room, rummaging around for something and smiled at Miko as he passed. Jumping onto his bed, he slipped on his headset and booted up his PlayStation. Per the usual, he and Quinn had agreed to meet on their favorite game at a certain time. Checking his friends list, he invited Quinn to his party and waited. A notification bubble popped up on the screen and he quickly opened it. He had a friend request from someone. Someone that he was certain he didn't know. T-MoneyKillaX07. Who the heck is this? Miko grumbled. He was always wary of accepting random friends. Before he could deny the request, Quinn's character and voice popped up onto the screen. Yo, Quinn said. He was clearly chewing on snacks as he did so. What's up? Miko replied. Um, hold on, Quinn. Do you know a T-Money Killer X-07?
And that is a wrap on the first part of chapter one of Miko and the Grey Citadel. Although things seem lighthearted and smooth right now for Miko, I wouldn't get your hopes up. Something is always in the works with him, either good or bad, and he is soon to come face to face with a revelation that will shake his world to its very foundations. Once more, I'd love to hear feedback from everyone. Your thoughts and comments and what I can do to improve the podcast or make things more accessible for others. And if you'd like to financially support the Dreamkeeper Saga, you can do so by going to anchor.fm and clicking the support tab. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miko the Dreamkeeper for posts and updates. If you want to find out what happens next, join me next Tuesday at 4 p.m. PST. Well, Dreamkeepers, I'm so happy to be back, and I can't wait to share this new world with you. Until then, be safe, stay healthy, get outside if you can, and remember, we are all Dreamkeepers. Keepers.